And I, I will always love this charge. This charge. There's some. <laughs> I took my earphones off then because I thought, God, that's loud. It's louder without the earphones <laughs> on. And if you enjoyed that ungodly cacophony of sound, we've got another hour of it coming up for you right here on Verbal Discharge. There was a, a, something gleeful about how how little fitting into the tune the word discharge did there. Yeah. I really, I really that. enjoyed that. It's, it's hard to get to change the one-syllable sound of you yeah. into the two-syllable sound of discharge although yeah. i may well write to mariah carey and <laughs> say from now on in your live performances would you mind just promoting our show <laughs> i also appreciate the the notion that we're starting off by making things that have very clear connotations in the listeners minds of sinking ships <laughs> <laughs> Foreboding start, start at the beginning so shall we go ahead and, and introduce who our lovely radio pilots are for the week let's let, let's go how we normally do uh, yeah, my name is Robbie. Hello, and uh, I'm just a pirate, but pilot, pilot, pilot. I'm oh, neither, do you want to be a pirate? I'm neither a pirate, a pilot, nor a pie. Um, Would you like to be the pilot on a ship full of Somali pirates? No, not wait, really. Wait, no, sorry, that's my mistake. Uh, ships don't have pilots; they've got captains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the Somali pirate community is going to be outraged <laughs> by those. The guys. Somali pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Somali pilot community. They're bound it's to exist. Underrecognized demographic. They're often frustrated by the way they're portrayed. Consisting of paper mache and a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel we should. Should we apologize to the Somali pilots no. slash pirates that we may have offended? No, uh, they can. They can come and kidnap us if they want. Just like they did to Tom Hanks. <laughs> Hi, I'm um, Jordan. I am the captain now. I am more fond of Whitney Houston than Mariah Carey. At least she doesn't sink ships. Wait, did Mariah Carey she actually was, sink a ship? She was yep. solely responsible for the Titanic. It was it was sung at such a beautiful level that it just it, it shattered the glass bottom of the Titanic. I'm, oh, I'm sure okay. we, we all remember the times <laughs> in history class when the teacher would be describing to us and then the Titanic went along tried to steer away from the giant Mariah Carey <laughs> that was rising out of the ocean. <laughs> Mariah Carey, Poseidon's wife. Poseidon's <laughs> wife. Do you, that do was you wanna, a really good moment. Do you want to hear my first disgusting nugget of information for the week? Yeah, go, go on. on. Um, you know when you're having a poo? <laughs> and and, okay. and a bit of water sometimes splashes back <laughs> up and, and just like tickles. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's known as Poseidon's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and Poseidon's Kiss Man, who are you? Oh, obviously. Um I'm James. Um I once um I, I don't know where I'm gonna go with this. I haven't done a lot of things. I I, I haven't I haven't amounted to much. I once messed up introducing myself on a podcast, <laughs> which is what this is, or a radio show as it were. Now, speaking of podcasts, I just wanna point point this out at the start. It's it is today, Friday the 13th, and we are Ooh. recording episode 13 of Verbal Discharge, which will go out today the 13th. My goodness. There's been 13 prior episodes, 12 prior episodes, plus <laughs> one, which makes this 13. It's our 13th um, episode with 13 prior episodes. There's, right, there's three of us, and if you times that by three and then add four, 
then that's 13. <laughs> like, it's, it's really quite spooking. Because I think so, our first show went out on uh, the 31st of October, which is, of course, uh, Halloween, the second spookiest of all the days. Mm. I think we're, we're feeling pretty spooky today. Yeah. We've accumulated a lot of uh, momentum towards this, you know? Maybe all of the shows prior to this have been building to this. The penultimate 13th episode. Well, not the penultimate. <laughs> I, say, having... I say the penultimate 13th episode as though we're going to have another 13th episode next week. This is we the are. second to last one. Can we, this can, is, this can, is but the ghost of episode 13. Can next week's show be episode 13.5? 13.2, the sequel. <laughs> oh, topical. Well, kind of topical. Final Fantasy 13.2. We all remember that. Oh, why did they choose to do that? No, I don't know. I kind of, I don't know why they chose to do 13 or I... 12. I've never been massively into... Well, probably because they come after 11. ...to Final Fantasy. I think <laughs> largely because I can't buy into the actual fantasy elements. And I, I don't get why, why the they've all got swords bigger than themselves. Because. I, I don't know. I like the image of you saying I can't buy into the, the fantasy aspect. It's just, for you, it's just final. You, <laughs> just, just, you just turn up and want cut finals all finality. the time. Finality. Final 13 no, part two. I played, I played the majority of... Majority? I played the majority of Final Fantasy <laughs> games. <laughs> From Final Fantasy 3 all the way through to Final Fantasy 13, where I started weeping because I, I actually, I, I really got into Final Fantasy up mm-hmm. until, I mean, I thought 7, 8, 9, 10. They were all great. And then they did 10 too, and I thought, okay, okay, they're taking it in a bit of a different direction, but whatever. And then they did the online MMO. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was just horrendously received, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That, that's what, not what it was about. And then they did 12, which was god-awful. You played 12, didn't you, Robbie? Uh, no, I played... There was a DS spin-off oh, called yeah, Final Fantasy oh. 12 Relevant Wing or Revalent Wings or something. Relevant Wing. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, there was... I always called it Relevant Wings because it was beyond like my, my 13... Ah! Your old self's like comprehension to say revealing or whatever the word was. We've had a, a lot of recurring themes of thirteen. Yeah, it's th- this week. Yeah, it, it's because it's a particularly spooky one. Spooky, scary radio. radio. I'm happy that we joined yeah. together in unison <laughs> for that. But yeah, um, if you have tuned in, thank you for doing so, and hopefully over the course of the next however long we're going to run for here, we'll keep you reasonably to moderately entertained i think yeah we're somewhere on that spectrum which is a similar sort of spectrum that uh james cameron put titanic on have you ever seen the footage of james cameron when he was exploring the wreck of titanic no actually. yeah and he and he yeah. built this really strange little submarine for himself <laughs> and he sort of went underground like some sort of bizarre amphibious beetle <laughs> and and scavenged around the uh the arctic seabed for bits of titanic of james cameron Paul... must have a fantastic life yeah just getting worth doing whatever he wants but i'm not actually going to do my paul mccartney was not well known for having gills joke because it's just not good enough did you see the quote when he was talking about i think it was avatar 2 and um right. journalists asked him so what's avatar 2 going to be like and he said it's going to be amazing you're going to shit your mouth no, what was it? You're going to shit, shit your skull straight out of your mouth. Oh, James Cameron said that. It's going to be, yeah, he's going to be wait, tripping. As, as, as in spit your skull straight out of your mouth or shit your shit skull. Your, I'll find the actual quote if we just bear in a moment. I'll edit this, edit it's, this out. It's just, let's, let's just, whilst Robbie's searching for this, discuss the logistics of shitting a skull out of your mouth. 
Well, you need some sort of like muscular presence to shit anything out. So I'm guessing right. like your 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 face muscles are squeezing your skull out of your head. Yeah, but... James. Right, James Cameron's actual quote was, okay. "They're going to be bitching." <laughs> you, you, you shit yourself with your mouth wide open. Okay, not shit your skull oh, so out. It's not no. shit your skull out of your mouth. Th- even though I would, I would have preferred it had he said that. <laughs> That's else. actually a scene towards the end. Um, uh, th- I like the thought though that this is a major Hollywood director. This is someone at the top of their, maybe not the top of their craft, but the top of their like top of their industry. And that's what he comes out with. He sounds like sort of a, a th- ah, 13 year old like kid who hangs around outside retail parks uh, drinking white lightning. It's, it's baffling to me that the single argument, well, I, I say successful if we're talking mm-hmm. in terms of uh, a financial game, which tragically is how all films are judged these yeah. days. But the single most arguably successful director of all time yeah. is using the term bitching. <laughs> and not, not even with a G. No, he, was... he said bitch in. He's like, yeah, did none of you hear any of the recordings from back when James Cameron was a shit rapper from the 90s? <laughs> Don't you That's think it's exactly... a bit a sellout, though? Doing, James Cameron? Uh, no, doing a sequel to Avatar. It doesn't need a sequel. They're doing three sequels. Yeah. Doing three sequels doing three to Avatar. Sequels. They've, yeah. they've planned up to Avatar 4. Is that not a bit of a sellout? He didn't uh, do that with Titanic. Titanic it's, 2. It's, it's not a sellout. He's just he's going to club that horse yeah, until it yeah. stops spitting no, uh, money at him. But the thing is, it has already stopped spitting money at him. It's about as culturally relevant as Michael Jackson wearing flares. Michael Jackson's still relatively culturally relevant. Um, <laughs> the thing is, though, whoever is it? Is it Paramount that did um, that made Possibly. Avatar? I think it was Paramount. N- knowing how successful the first Avatar is, I know full well that whenever Avatar two eventually rolls around, there is going to be just an unreasonable amount of advertisements. You will not yeah. be able to move for Avatar <laughs> two. It, oh, it's going to be just. But the oh. thing is, it was supposed to have come out last year, and it was delayed to this year, and now it's been delayed again to next year. I don't know if it ever will come out. And the fact that they're, also, they're recording or they're filming um, Avatar 2, 3, and 4 at the same time and are going to release them like con- year See, on year. See, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it because I liked Avatar as it was. I liked it, I liked it really? as a kind of a standalone thing. I don't know. I, that was just my take on it. I liked it that way. I don't think it needs sequels. It, it doesn't need a sequel. Of no. course it doesn't need a sequel. Yeah. Just like this show. When we'll go on to episode fourteen next week, not <laughs> thirteen two. Would you call it sequels though to the show? The show? Would you call it? Yeah, a I think this is a very direct sequel to episode seven: a very verbal discharge, <laughs> Christmas, full blown racism. <laughs> oh, that was a fun one. That was the one when I gave out mince pies. There was an awful yeah, lot of really full blown nice. racism in that one, though. There was, and a lot of Christmas. Just as though it won't be in, in, in this one. I'm, I'm trying to wrap this link up now. Yeah. I'm trying to get us to move on and we can do interesting things. So H.P. Lovecraft, he's a racist. <laughs> <laughs> also dead. Is the... Um, I don't know. Did, did you show Robbie the, the, um, the quiz? No, we didn't show Robbie the quiz. I don't know if, it, I don't know if we... I do do if, you want to do if this? we can what? Do you have the radio? We can do it on the radio as long as we cite where it's from. Okay. Right, right. Well, okay, should we have a jingle and then do this quiz? Let's. We, we will return to a wonderfully exciting quiz. It's Discharge. Coming to your ears on a Friday. It's Discharge. Yeah, yeah. It's Discharge. Now listen to us, bitches. <laughs> so, a, um, a member 
of verbal discharge actually introduced okay. me to this to this quiz that we're going to do now um ben would you just like to introduce it ben but oh he's not here um, <laughs> so here we've got a quiz and i'm 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 I've got some reservations about doing this, but James James said, "Go I, ahead." I think we'll we'll have to maintain. Sensor. We won't necessarily have. In fact, there there are a few things we will have to maybe cut, leave out or mm-hmm. just suggest um, on, on this game that we've found online, which is from the. Uh, it's by Zoe Quinn. Zoe Quinn, who almost single handedly brought down games journalism by sleeping with a developer. Hmm. How does she that was, bring Jordan down? She was the, do you remember Gamergate? I do remember Gamergate. She yeah. was the one that started it. Um, she's a games journalist, and she slept with a developer, and then gave his game a positive positive review. Um, and people went, "Oh, it's about ethics and games journalism, and about how all women are evil cows." And yeah, she almost began to bring down like the the industry, at least in the UK, and start was the person behind Gamergate. Oh. And now we're going to read and perform yeah. and respond to something she's made. So we will post uh, this online. You can see it in the it on the blog. We'll, we'll post it alongside. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, oh, it is worth saying. Um, obviously, the game is it, about. It's shall we? It's it's yeah. basically it's a quiz, and there are quotes here, and we have to guess whether Adolf Hitler or H.P. Lovecraft said it. H.P. Lovecraft being a science fiction writer and notorious racist. <laughs> he so is, Adolf Hitler being uh, a dictator and well-known racist. Um, obviously, what with this being a quiz themed around racism, there may well be a few terms that we don't strictly approve of. Yeah, we definitely we'll, don't approve we'll, of. We'll cover over them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. Let's let, let's kick it off, Robbie. Let's start the game. Would Would you care to uh, to read this, Robbie? Given that you're performing this. Okay. The result of all racial crossing is therefore, in brief, always the following: a lowering the level of a higher race; b physical and intellectual regression, and hence the beginning of of a slowly but surely progression of sickness. To bring about such a development is, if no, is nothing else but to the sin against the will of the eternal creator. And the sin, this act, is rewarded. That would be Lovecraft. Do you think? Do you think I think that's, that's Lovecraft, yeah. All right. It's, okay. it's written in such a manner that it doesn't look translated from German. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, okay. Let's, I'm let's going with, see. Although from your reaction, it sounds like Hitler. No. Oh. It was Hitler. That was indeed a quote direct from Hitler. Good old Hitler. Right. Well, when I say good old Hitler, I mean... Not good old Hitler. Let's, <laughs> let's let's go for the next one now. Who shall we read these in? Yeah, sequence? someone else read it out. Um, uh, what what should we? I, I can see that word that is brought up. Shall we just replace it with the letter N? Okay. Um, is that? Let's in in the post edit we will replace those words with bird sounds. No, we won't. We won't replace them with <laughs> bird sounds. I shall make a buzzing sound. Okay, right. <clears throat> so, which of them wrote this awful string of words? Of the complete biological inferiority, inferiority of the <clears throat> there can be no question. He has anatomical features consistently varying from those of other stocks and always in the direction of the lower primates. Uh... Equally inferior, and perhaps even more so, is the Australian <clears throat> stock which differs widely from the real uh, 
in dealing with these two <laughs> races, there is only one sound attribute, sorry, one sound attitude for any other race, be it white, Indian. Oh, Jordan, you didn't say black. You beeped that out, but you said white. Sorry. That's, that's more right, racist than back. Hitler. In dealing with these two black races, there is only one sound attitude for any other race, be it white, Indian, Malay, Polynesian, or Mongolian, to take, and that is to prevent admixture as completely indeterminately as it can be prevented throughout the establishment of a colour line and the rigid forcing of all mixed offspring below that line. Who do you think said that? Was it Lovecraft? Because he mentions Australia, and I'm not sure Hitler's vision reached that far. Well, he did wear glasses from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if he did. That, that, we'll, we'll have to fact check that one. Who was Hitler's optician? Not a good one. You're going with Lovecraft going with on Lovecraft. this one. Okay. It yes, was HP Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Look at him there with his with his face. What a racist. His white face. The fault the the next quote is I was not in agreement with the sharp anti-Semitic tone, but from time to time I read arguments which gave me some food for thought. What are we thinking, Robbie? What is that? That's right, okay. Um I don't believe Hitler would ever say I wasn't in I wasn't in agreement with anti-Semitism. I do you know what I think the Jews have a point. I'm I'm all for the Jews. No, I think I think he probably started out. It's pretty early on. There was no reading he had to do in order to decide he wanted to kill thousands of them. So again, I think I realize I'm going for Lovecraft on all of them, but okay. I'm going to click on for our old mate yeah. HP. Okay. No, no, it was, it was without a moustache. We need to put that picture up, by the way. He's got the guy, He's got a big upper lip without a moustache. Interesting. Would you care to uh, to read this one, Robbie? Okay. Equality is a joke, but a great abbey or cathedral covered with moss is a poignant reality. Now, this one's interesting because it is harder to judge who said it because it isn't explicitly racist. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just it, it says that equality is absurd and then talks about a cathedral. Uh, you know, who, who, who'd do that, Robbie? Who would do w- that? Would it be... Um... The single greatest dictator to ever grace the planet. I say greatest <laughs> as it. Let, let's clarify. I'm not saying Hitler was great. I don't know. But I'm saying he was pretty big. I don't know. I would. I would take Mussolini over him any day of the week as the greatest dictator. Yeah. And coming if we're up to have on this battle, if we're to play like dictator top trumps, world's top dictator, that televised phone in. <laughs> which dictator do you want to kick out of the dictator house? And all the dictators are sat around, and Chairman Mao's looking a bit tired because he was he was, he was like, doing one of the tasks last week. He had to um, exterminate all of the children that were born <laughs> under the uh, one-child policy. There's G- Gaddafi in the corner crying. He's he's very recently had to leave. Oh. He he can't bear without his children. Bless him. He's struggling, Gaddafi. <laughs> I like how you've presented Gaddafi as sort of a broken family man, really <laughs> struggling to get by. Oh, my That's kids, how I like my to kids imagine don't him. Love me. <laughs> it's how I like, yeah, because it would it would, it would drive a, a wedge between you and your family, wouldn't it? Killing all those people and apparently a wedge between himself and his country. Well, yeah, definitely. So let's get an answer, Robbie. Uh, Lovecraft. Here's the thing: I always feel like Lovecraft because he wrote. Um, whereas Hitler gave a lot of speeches that weren't recorded and so on. There's mm. more opportunity for um, our mate Harry Potter to <laughs> to have quotes that are out there in this manner. I don't know. I'm just gonna. I think I'm just gonna go for Lovecraft and all of them Lovecraft. and make the quiz. See, irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, it was Lovecraft. It was indeed H.P. Lovecraft 
who said that equality is a joke. Good old HP. Should we make this Hovercraft. a final one, or are we going to keep going after this? Let's cool. go for... Was, was that the third one? That was, that was number one. four. Four one. The fourth one. Uh, number four. Okay, yeah, let's, let's do one. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. <laughs> Therefore, it is wise to discourage all mixtures of sharply differentiated races. Through the colour line, though the colour line does not need to be drawn as strictly as in the case of the... Uh, since we know that a dash or two of Mongolian or Indian or Hindu or some other or, or some such blood will not actually injure a white stock biologically. Uh, is this Hitler? Are you thinking it's Hitler? I'm thinking because he cites a similar number, similar races to the previous quote. I'm I'm analyzing and tearing apart this particular okay. douche quote. Right, <laughs> douche quote. He, he spelt. Is that how Hindu spelt? Um, no. no, but that's how whoever. Wrote this spell for it. context for the audio listeners who aren't in the room with us. That's H I N D double O, which is that looks more like sort of a kid's toy, doesn't it? It's like Hindu. Sort of a, it's a type of play doh or something. Contains small pieces. I'm Hin- going to go with Hitler. Well, you know, you just Hindu and Hindem. <laughs> no, it was Lovecraft the oh, one time. It was Lovecraft and his hatred of Hindus and Mongolians and all other manners of species <laughs> and race and creatures and creeds and genders and he, he was just he just wasn't into equality he could string a sentence together though fair play we're not saying that lovecraft is worse than hitler but he was a very very racist man this is i lord admiral horatio nelson and i listen to verbal discharge so let's get topical. Let's. You know how much I like uh, current affairs Ooh. and news. Do and you ever travel and sport and all the other bits that come on the BBC? You like sports, 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 man, oh, sports. Golf. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, how much I like all of those, all of that stuff. Did someone? Does any? Has anyone seen the news this week? Seen things that have been on the news. The news. The I've, news. Any of the news. World yeah, news. What, 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 anything that's happened in world news. Not the Daily Mail, though. In things that aren't in this country, in Britain, in other countries. Specifically. Like, like, like Pakistan. Has anyone heard what's happened in Pakistan? What's happened in Pakistan, Robbie? So, you know how when you do a crime. Like, yeah. Like a heist. Like a yeah. heist is a crime. Um, when you do that. And you would say, or oh, when you kill someone. Right. You know when you do them. Yeah, yeah, and they take you to court, and then they go, "You did it! You're guilty." Only and then, if they catch you. Yeah, but if they catch you, but if we're to, for the sake of this argument, sake of this conversation, let's say they catch you, Jordan. I know you're a master thief, and you're you are. People say the perfect crime, but you've committed many perfect crimes. Murder thief. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> did you, Jordan is the perfect crime. Yeah. Jordan is the physical embodiment of no, the perfect crime. No, he's not. He's not the perfect crime. He's committed many perfect crimes. He, oh, he, he turned I'm it into a you. plural. Yeah. Like people say, the perfect crime. Jordan is me- has done many. Of if them. nothing else, that's a title for your memoirs. <laughs> Jordan Reynolds, perfect crime. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm the murder thief. I steal people's lives. See, mur- murder thief kind of connotes that there are other murderers and they're out and they're oh, trying okay, to do the yeah. murdering and then just <laughs> yeah. to, just as they like bring the hammer down and just as they're about to kill the their victim you come in and just like shank them in the neck <laughs> and, and just kill them before they did and they're going jordan you i wanted to kill. kill them yeah third time this week <laughs> <laughs> i hate it when you kill me 
Stop it, Jordan. No, 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 no. They're not complaining because they're already dead. Jordan's killed them. Oh. But the other murderer <laughs> is complaining at Jordan because if there's anything we know about Jordan, it's that he associates with murder circles. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Pakistan, where if you were to Jordan do a murder and they caught you, finally, finally, they've been trying to catch you for this time, is they'll be like Al Capone. They'll do you for tax offences. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they catch you. And they go, okay, so now you've been caught and we, we declare you guilty. Everyone thinks you're a pretty, pretty, pretty bad guy. Pretty, pretty sick, pretty wrong, all of those things. Um, they'll then say, well, so they used to say like, oh, you go to, to jail and you'll spend some time there. Or, oh, you do community service. They can still do that. But they can now also go, we're going to kill you. Ooh, how? Pakistan have reinstated the death penalty. What's your opinion on that, Robbie? I'm I'm against it. You're against the death penalty. Yeah, which yeah. generally I think is a I, good stance. I think it, yeah. it's it's a widespread consensus that the death penalty isn't that great. Yeah. But I think most people you'd ask would agree that generally as a society we shouldn't kill people. No, but the thing is they didn't. They had the death penalty until 2006 when they took it away. Uh, no, 2007. Sorry, when they took it away, and now they've reinstated the death penalty. Well, they've gone well. No, that wasn't working. Let's kill them again. Was there a catalyst for this that kind of made them, oh, something really bad's happened. We need to start no, killing crime, criminals again. Crime rates have increased since 2007 by less than a percent. So there has been an increase, but it's not drastic enough to, to kill anyone so, that commits a murder. May, are they just, if, it's, if it was sort of taken out of, out of the works, as it yeah. were, in 2006... Have they introduced it now to just kind of, I don't know, maybe spend a productive couple of weeks mopping up the nine years of backlog? <laughs> You're like, you know what, guys? Our, you know, our, our lifer's wing is getting pretty full in these prisons. Let's just tell you what. Let's just reintroduce the death penalty <laughs> for a week or two. Just clear them all up. Imagine if, like, last week you committed a murder thinking that the worst that's going to happen is you're going to go to jail. And then the following day they reinstate the death penalty. See, I think <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> See, I, I like the idea that someone going into a murder, their main thought isn't, oh, this is going to be an excellent murder, which I assume <laughs> it would be. It's, I hope I don't get in trouble. No, that's, a, that's an interesting thing you brought about, though. If, if you were a murderer, right, yeah. you've murdered somebody. Well, and you know George, yeah. you're <laughs> familiar with them. And you heard, you heard, you haven't been caught yeah. yet, but people are getting, they're, they're catching yeah. on. If you heard that the death penalty was being reinstated, would you still try to evade or would you go and turn yourself in before... It's reinstated, so you just get life. I, don't, I think I, yeah, you turn yourself in. I turn myself in. Yeah, I mean, there's no justice in this world. <laughs> there no, is justice. But... It's just that Pakistan apparently has a twisted form of it. <laughs> so I was thinking. I saw this story and I thought that's that's terrible. This is like it's it's backwards and borderline barbaric. The state is doing this, and so forth. Whenever I get this feeling, whenever I feel like looking at the news, which happens on the news because it's all pretty miserable. The thing I do to deal with it. Is I rewrite, I write. Okay. What I do, I take the news story mm -hmm. and I rewrite Natasha Benningfield's seminal hit, Pocket Full of Sunshine, okay. according and <laughs> oh. <laughs> to be about this story. Right, okay. And so, I mean, James and John, you won't be able to hear the backing track, but I'm going to drop it in the edit. Um, and I'm now going to take my main studio headphones off and play it through my ears as I sing out oh. my. <laughs> My new version, the this week's edition of Pocket Full of Sunshine. Oh wow! Based around while, Pakistan reinstating the. While you're preparing, yep. Jordan, should we do a, a sort of Jules Holland intro? 
<laughs> to, to this. C- can you do a good Jules Holland voice? I don't even know what he sounds like. He's got a strange oh, well, voice. Well, I'm Jules. No, okay, I can't well, do that. Well, so. we're here on Jules Holland, Discharge Holland, and Robbie's got his headphones in. He's going to sing Pocket Full of Sunshine. But it's about the Pakistani death penalty. You can join in with the oohs if you want. Ooh, I don't know, ooh, up to you. Up ooh, to you. Ooh. It's all up to you. I'm putting it in your hands as we begin with Pakistan. Okay. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this sounds lovely. <laughs> I'm Pakistan, Pakistan, full of hate crime. I've done a crime and I know that won't get time. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Do what you want and you will <laughs> hang me. Dangle from the news and the wind is going to shake me. Oh, oh, oh. Me away, take me away. This rotting place, a rotting place. Death sweet escape, death sweet, sweet escape. escape. Take me away, take me away, take me away. Take my ways, right my ways. Take me away, my resting place, a my resting place. place. I'm Pakistan, Pakistan, full of hate crime. I've done a crime and I know they won't get time. Oh, oh, whoa. Wish that I could. You're going to kill me. After seven years, you can now end me. Oh, oh, whoa. I'm Pakistan, Pakistan, full of hate crime. I've done a crime and I know I won't get time. Oh, oh, oh. I'm now a death row. You know, nobody knows how all my tears. Oh, oh, okay, wrong bit. Oh, oh. They take me away. A rotting place, a rotting place. The sweet escape, a sweet escape. Take me away, take me away, take me away. To right my ways, to right my ways. Take me away, take me away. My resting place. I'm on death row and nobody knows how my tears flow and my mouth starts to foam and there's no more lies and the darkness breaks light in Islamabad. There's only butterflies. Please take me away, take me away. It's rotting place, it's rotting place. The sweet escape is sweet escape. Take me away, take me away. You ride my ways, you ride my ways. Take me away, take me away. My resting place, my resting place. Take me away. Take me away. I'm just sweating places. A sweet escape. It's a sweet escape. Take me away, take me away. To right my ways, right my ways. I, take me away, right my ways. That's resting place. Take me away. And again, am I doing this again? It's an escape, but all the days, but the days. Take me away, take me away, death sweet away, death sweet escape. To right my ways, take me uh, my resting place. A bit of an interlude. Oh, you can't hear this, so it's, it's a nice sounding interlude, though. That is one heavy. The sun interlude. is on my side. With Murdoch, you can't hide. I'll pray up to the sky. I'll pray I'll be alright. After seven years, your humanity dies. I pray up to the sky. I pray I'll be alright. 
that was that was very very enjoyable, <laughs> but also a testament to the fact that you should never be a musician. No, no that, that that wasn't quite happening. No, um, I also I... couldn't hear myself singing because I could just hear Natasha Benningfield or whatever her name is, and so I have no idea how bad my voice is. It was like singing in the shower. Even more so, um, I think if you sent that to Pakistan, they'd cancel the death sentence just to stop you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On a loop, just play that. Yeah. It's like, you know, the scene in Easy A, which is what this song always reminds me of, where Emma Stone's playing out the greeting card over and over again. Oh, yeah. If only she had my version, then perhaps there'd be some sort of political kick to the film. <laughs> Wait, so you're, she opened the greeters card and it's just, I'm on death row and nobody knows how my tears flow. I'm David Bowie. <laughs> death sweet escape. Yeah, that would be in keeeping with the tone of the film, I think. Do you remember when David Bowie reinstated the death penalty in Pakistan? <laughs> yes, yeah, that was somewhere just after Ziggy Stardust, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably one of his more ambitious works. Yeah, he did it in full costume as well. Like, as though he were a great big death sentence. <laughs> Can you get a... What are you coming for as Halloween, <laughs> Timmy? I'm going as the death sentence. <laughs> the abstract concept. You know, he just goes as, like, papers that say... Yeah, you can kill people now. Great. <laughs> Last year I was lethal injection. This year <laughs> I'm hangman. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, I think you're going to the electric chair. <laughs> what about the year after that, David? Wait, in my mind, this is David Bowie that's saying this. <laughs> I'm going to go dressed as a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst David Bowie impression. And people can use him to cut up paper. Yeah. Like the little ones you used to have in school, and they still call them guillotines. Oh, and you thought, whoa, that's a bit, 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 brutal. Did anyone ever find it really enjoyable to use those? So sad. The guillotines. The guillotines. I'm glad this is where I come. As in the ones that you yeah you slide across. Yeah, slide them across. I envy my mom who's in a primary school, so she can just use guillotines whenever she wants to. On kids. Did, did you ever get the um, the ones in... Uh, they typically weren't in most classrooms, but they had mm -hmm. them a lot in art blocks. Yeah, yeah The yeah. ones with the... You, you didn't slide them, but there was an actual sort of blade and you could rise and you'd press it down and you could just carve your way through huge stacks of paper. No. Now, they were fun to use. Fun. I've we, never seen one of these. I've only used really? one of those no. once. They're actually being used um, now in Pakistan because they don't have any guillotines left. <laughs> selling them all off in 2006, assuming they've never really okay. escaped the death okay, penalty. Okay, one second, one second. Who did they sell them to? Um, <laughs> Colombians. Colombians. <laughs> Specifically Colombians. And that's going to be my... um, the title I just want to mention okay. of Robbie's and mine. We've got a new EP coming out. Oh, yeah. um, cocaine and guillotines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just all you could need, really, for an enjoyable <laughs> evening. I've got my cocaine. I've got my guillotine. Oh, let's play Handless Millionaire. <laughs> handless Millionaire. Where you put money on the other side of a guillotine and you don't know when it's going to go off. You have to grab the money, but you may lose your hands. For, <laughs> for added fun, stick your head in a gallow. <laughs> that's, that's your idea. That's, a, that's a self-contained sentence there. Yeah. Just, just for, to add fun to any idea. Put yourself in a gallow. Football. You Wouldn't it be more fun if the centre forward was stuck in a gallow but, the whole time? Uh, at what point is, is the cocaine like introduced into the equation? <laughs> or, or do the people like sort of put their heads through the slot for the guillotine 
and then someone runs up to them with like I, I don't know like some some cocaine and a rolled up ten pound note, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and, I and just as their final thing, just just before they die and get their head removed, they just do do a bit of cocaine. I think to go back to the gallows, I think that's ideal position for snorting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you bent over, so your hands are here, so it's perhaps not ideal. Someone have to hold it up for you, but do, ideal. Do you think a, a, a sort of final request has ever been refused? Especially if you say, "All right, so we're really sorry about this one, Mark, but you did kill all of those kids, <laughs> so we've got to give you the death penalty." What's your final request? And he says, "I just, I just want some hard drugs." <laughs> Can you refuse a final request? I just thought so. If it's illegal, I'd have thought the government has a responsibility to do so. I, so, Mark, what do you want to do? I just want to kill one more child. And you go, <laughs> "Fair <laughs> enough." And then it's, they they wheel in little well, we, little Bartholomew. It's just uh, as well because we've <laughs> shipped him in all the way from Texas City, which isn't a city. <laughs> Texas in the dystopian future of Texas City. I think he could do the Where thing you all do. All of Texas is one settlement. <laughs> I was thinking he could just do the thing you do with New York and Mexico. You just stick city on the end, and it makes sense. Instead of but Big no. Ben, they've got Big Beer. Here we are broadcasting from England City. <laughs> Instead of you know how you've got sort of New York, New York. Texas, Texas. Do you know there's a Paris in Texas? There is, yeah. It, it was also heavily featured in the film Paris, Texas. Texas. And Transformers 4, Age of Extinction. Oh, you're kidding, yeah, really? Yeah, it's the setting. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, oh. it's set in Paris, Texas. Partly because Michael Bay is a fan of I can't Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas. I just can't look past because, to be honest, this man just came up to me in the street and said, my face is my warrant, and then blindfolded me and said, you're never going to take that off. Which is an actual line dialogue in Transformers. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. we've mentioned this in past episodes. Yeah, uh, we but probably have. The fourth Transformers. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg says, You can't go in there, you haven't got a permit. To which the guy replies, My face is my permit. <laughs> oh, dear. Which apparently, like, the script didn't have a solution there, but it had a line acknowledging the fact he didn't have a permit. I love that he's written an entire script, like a massive multi million yeah. pound film, and he couldn't figure out a way to get. A, a dodgy detective person yeah. inside of a house. Do you know the best thing? They, they could have just given him a permit. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for him not to have a permit. And yet, on the day, they made the actor there come up with the line, my face is my permit. The only clip or only section of Transformers 4 I've seen is when the cause light truck is spilled. Oh, yeah. And in the middle of the street, Mark Wahlberg bends down, picks up a fresh glistening bottle of cause light, <laughs> sort of pops the top off, drinks a bit, and then looks directly into the camera. He doesn't, but I wish he did. <laughs> and he looked directly into the camera and says, the refreshing cold taste of cause light. <laughs> With me, Mark Wahlberg. I wish it was a bit more like reality and the cause truck that had smashed in and Mark Wahlberg's there surrounded in a field of broken glass and he can only crawl his way to safety. <laughs> and he's surrounded by cause light and he's going, oh, oh, oh. I wouldn't want, to, I wouldn't want uh, any... If, if I'd... I'd be quite open to the prospect of having beer spilled out in front of me because it's free beer. But if it was cause light, I'd wish that all the bottles had crushed me. <laughs> there is nothing I would dislike more than being drowned in bottles of cause light. Have you, have you ever tried a cause light? Because I haven't. I have. Oh. oh, it is horrible, horrible beer. It tastes. But Jean Claude Van Damme and Mark Wahlberg. Also, both if, taste stale. Also, just as well, Mark Wobber didn't drink it, otherwise he would have got up and started tweaking Graham Norton's nipples. We need to, at some point on Discharge, we yep. are going to do this. We are going to watch UFO. Are we, okay. are we aware of this? 
No. You, okay, go on. UFO is the film starring Jean-Claude Van Damme that is set and filmed entirely in Derby. Okay. This this exists. Okay. Right. Okay. At some point in the future, don't know when, but we'll post about it. We will watch UFO and we will give our review here to you on will Verbal we Discharge. Do an audio track. An audio we track. We could do yeah, we could record our reaction as we watch it. We could do. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Okay. We, we, we can set up a little microphone. We're and making up plans on the hoof, yeah. 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 There we okay. go. Well, we'll do this. And you've got that one to look forward to, audience. That, that'll be fun. And if uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme or Mark Wahlberg are listening, <laughs> I'm sure you'll enjoy both that and the cool, refreshing taste of Coors Light. They'd better pay us. Let us talk about the big issues of the day. Does God exist? Where does the universe come from? And verbal discharge. Hey, guys, I've got a joke. Oh, really? George Clooney goes into a sandwich shop. Okay. Um, it's in Edinburgh. R- oh, okay. Uh, the sandwich shop's in Edinburgh. The sandwich shop is called Social Bites. Um, and George Clooney goes in there just because they asked him to. Okay. That's a joke. It's also a news story because I love news as we established. Uh, wait. Wait, what? George Clooney is, in about a month's time, going to go and visit a sandwich shop in Edinburgh. He's going to fly to Edinburgh especially to do it just to visit the sandwich shop. Why? Because they sent him a letter saying, can you visit a sandwich shop, please? And he went, yeah, sure. Does, he, does George Clooney not have better things to do? He'd have thought. Um, this sandwich shop has done a lot to kind of to raise money and stuff. And oh, okay, to, okay. They're oh, quite socially right. active and hence the social bites thing. Um, and clearly George Clooney went, yeah, that's a pretty good thing to do. So he's going to visit them. And then while he's there, there's a competition that if you, um, I think if you give 10 quid to them, uh, then you'll be entered into a draw to you'll have one like for every ten pound you donate you'll have one ticket put in a raffle hmm. to win dinner with George Clooney. <laughs> um which I'm up for. However I thought there's a better way. Clearly George Clooney answers to anyone who writes him a letter. Okay. And so I thought why don't we write him a letter and tell him why he should come on verbal discharge and see if we can get George Clooney on as a guest. In <laughs> Okay, the- <laughs> right, sure. Do we do we have like the email address of him or his agents? Or- I'll find them. I'll find them. Seeing similar I did to Keira Knightley, and I never actually sent that. I, I, it's in an envelope. Hey. It's ready. I just haven't found it. Haven't bought a stamp in order to send it off. Keira Knightley, we know you're an avid listener of ours, but it was pretty rude of you to never get back in touch with us. <laughs> rude of me not to send it, but it's fine. Oh, um, did you not even send it? No, that's what I was just saying. I never bought a stamp for the envelope. So oh. it's still sitting on my desk. Um, one day, one day I will send it off. Shall we shall we begin this letter? So yeah, how do we begin it? Um Dear we, I, Yo I, George Dog. No, 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 no. We we wanna we wanna be okay. formal and Dear respectful at first. George Clooney. No, I say Mr. Clooney. Okay. Dear, okay, yep. Dear Mr. Clooney. Dear Clooney Esquire. Dear Mr. Clooney, new line. Yeah, we want a new line for this. First off, you were uh, sick as Batman. You were uh, sick, right sick, real sick, proper sick, proper um, sick. Yeah, you're proper sick. Proper sick, as proper sick as the Batman. Because that's how Batman refers to himself. Was it George Clooney or Michael Keaton's Batman that had nipples? George Clooney had nipples. Um, George Clooney also does have nipples. First off, you were proper sick as the Batman, comma, and so were your nipples. <laughs> you know, but his nipples were playing Batman's nipples, not <laughs> Batman. <laughs> His nipples who's who's were your favorite taking on the role? Of who's your favorite Batman? Mine's George Clooney's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the upcoming like Birdman spin-off. Like instead instead of starring Val Kilmer, it just stars George Clooney's nipples in the lead role. Wait, hold on, Val Kilmer. 
I don't know. If they did Birdman again, they could have Val Kilmer. Or they could have George Clooney's nipples having a mental breakdown. Are you assuming that in the upcoming and ultimately unlikely Birdman <laughs> sequels, each role will be filled in every film by an actor formerly known as Batman? Yep. Like you know, Prince the Musician. Somewhere in the, like, the, the meta-universe, like Val Kilmer is putting on a play about Birdman. <laughs> have, have you seen have you seen this um we're talking about birdman batman yep. that sort of thing has anyone seen ant-man yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. of course what do, what do you think what's your opinions on it oh man i have, think have, hold on have me and robbie not discussed ant-man with you no you haven't oh we're about to open up a whole new world here. my right, my favorite thing about ant-man which i think they're going to skim over in the upcoming movie which just sadly no, won't be directed sorry. by edgar wright um is the fact that he beats his wife he, oh. does, he does more than beat his wife. Yeah. He, he abuses her and uh, tries to kill her. Yeah. He, um, I, I think they're going to leave this out of the film, but in the um, the Ultimates, which the Avengers was largely based off, oh. um, an awful lot of his character is that he's just an arsehole. Yeah. And he's having an argument with his wife. His wife, I, I can't, I think she like The wasp. She, yeah, she can turn into a wasp. Um, she, <laughs> can't they all women eh and she she shrinks down into this wasp and he puts on his ant helmet that lets him command ants because he does that um, and he, he makes all of the ants attack her and it, and it almost kills her when she's ravaged by ants i could see paul rudd doing that not as it <laughs> that sounds like paul rudd the person no i'd love to see paul rudd though command ants to kill like, I don't know who's it going to be, like Maya Rudolph or whoever they cast. Mayor no, it's Rudolph. I, I named a random actress who's <laughs> likely to be in the film. It's not. It's uh, Evangeline Lilly. Oh, but I'd like to see yeah her killed by Paul Rudd's tiny ants. <laughs> and other interesting superhero. I say superheroes. Um, doll man and doll girl. You're familiar with these? I am uh, not. I don't think so. No, no um, they're just two Marvel comic characters, obscure ones. Yeah. And their only superpower is they can turn into dolls. Should we add what? this? But they they retain their human strength, but that's the, the they just turn into dolls. So I'd have thought the strength would be like if they're hiding or something. Like the villain walks into the gun and goes, Where is that doll man? <laughs> and then they turn into a doll and you just sort of see them walk past and in the back of the shot you see it there and it kinda of goes a ding yeah, and they turn to camera and wink. They're the they're doll. a son and daughter team. Okay. Um, so, doll, so is doll the doll like powers girl. passed on through the genes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, a, doll father. A majority, a majority of um, the, at one point, I do remember. I think I don't think it was the pilot of the the. Well, I say the pilot. You know, the first yeah, the, uh, yeah, issue of Doll Man. The initial um, outing. They, they, they. It wasn't very inventive, right? They were in a toy store, and some some villain was stealing toys for some evil thing, and oh. they turned into dolls and let him take him back to his hideout, and then turn back into people and beat him. <laughs> You can see the target market there, can't you? The problem there is, though, surely in the first issue, they've pretty much reached the ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> There's nowhere else you can go. That That is all you can do. If you are a superhero who can turn into a doll, you can only stop doll-related crimes. <laughs> You're so useless. That's so ineffective. I like the thought they have to then branch but... out and... Because they can't do toy store robberies anymore, so they're like, I don't know, Nicola Roberts' brand of of eye makeup doll. Like, oh, <laughs> let's let's stop anyone stealing that. I don't know. That's the closest we can get now. Do you know who I think would like to hear about dolls? Who? George Clooney. Yeah. So <laughs> George Clooney. Um, um. So dear Mr. Clooney, first off, you were proper sick as the Batman. 
So were your nipples. Let's give, give that a full stop. Yep. And then let's... What, what, what can we say about dolls to George Clooney? Um, I heard you like dolls. Um, um, and so for I'd send you one, but... I've heard of your Royal sickening Mail. fascination with dolls. I, uh, Please find attached a metaphysical doll. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about your... What, what did you say, Jordan? So what was it? Your sickening, sickening fascination. Fascination, yeah. Your evergreen sickening fascination. <laughs> because it doesn't make any... <laughs> your evergreen sickening fascination with dolls. Please find attached... Two. I'm going to throw t- a second one in. Oh. Two metaphysical dolls. Two metaphysical. I can't repeat the word doll. Puppets. Um, human based <laughs> miniature toy men. Okay, so what we've got so far is Dear Mr. Clooney, first off, you're proper sick as the Batman, and so were your nipples. I've heard about your evergreen, <laughs> sickening fascination with dolls. Please find attached two metaphysical human-based miniature toy men. I think we're off to a roaring start. <laughs> so do I. New paragraph? New, new paragraph. New paragraph, okay. Uh, but the first word of the next paragraph has to be anyway. <laughs> 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 so what else did George Clooney want to hear about? I, I think charity's probably a good spot. Have we done any charity work? Um, not much. We've we've like. Th- I, was... I mean, I cleaned up the streets the other night. I I I cooked some fools. Um, you cooked some. Can fools. we say anyway? We heard you were into charity. I did some charity work, drawing inspiration from your fantastic proper sick role as the Batman. <laughs> um. And beat a non-violent shoplifter half to death. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to read it? Um... So, second paragraph. Anyway, we heard you were into charity. I did some charity once, drawing some inspiration from your really, really proper sick, like I mean it, really role as the Batman and beat a non-violent shoplifter half to death. Okay. I think that counts as charity. I think he's in. I think we've we've got him on the hook now. George Clooney's ours. Can we can we throw in a quick the other half of his life was left to wallow in shame? <laughs> or the it's shame of his defeat. To... The shame of his defeat. Like a Jamaican man. <laughs> um, Where are we going with this? With whose fish is sick? Pointingly small. What 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 do Jamaican men pride themselves? Disappointingly small toes. Oh <laughs> no, shame, it does. The shame of his defeat. So wallow in the shame of his defeat, like a Jamaican man with disappointingly small toes. Why okay. why is that defeating for a Jamaican man though? <laughs> I, I think we all know that that Jamaican men pride themselves on the size of their big toes. I'm I'm going <laughs> to pretend that's what I'm going for, and it's <laughs> gloriously random rather than just a bad pun. Okay, moving on. Um, the other <laughs> okay. So what about we've we've got him on the hook, George Clooney. He's interested in charity. We've shown we we do charity. What else does George Clooney like? Um, what else does he like? He being handsome. 
Let me yep. let me just go ahead on you two. Just continue writing this. I'm okay. going to do a quick quick Google search around, see if I can find George Clooney's hobbies. Okay. So George Clooney, he likes being handsome. I think you have a proper buff jawline. No, I think we've, <laughs> we've started with I think too much. Oh no, we haven't actually said it once, so that's fine. Um, have uh, proper, what, what's it? What's the kind of no. like no? No, not proper swag. A, a a swag. Good a, a jawline. Good. That's not well. A pretty great jawline. A pretty great jawline. Uh, and are really really handsome. Um, Almost is a lucky girl. If you know what I mean, um, not as handsome as us. I want you. Wait. Uh, yeah, I want you to know, though, no, that uh, that we, we 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 are all also really, really handsome, handsome. So you won't feel uncomfortable hanging around us, unless you do, because we're more. Ha- no, we're not more handsome, George Clooney. So, I mean, Jordan, you might give him a minute. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my, uh, just quick flicking through the George Clooney Wikipedia article. Okay, has taught me that he's um very fond of doing humanitarian work. Yep, um, we've covered that. We've... His main hobbies are marrying actresses <laughs> and being in but motorcycle accidents. He's not married to an actress. He he's been married to a lot of actresses. But he's now apparently uh, married to yeah, a human rights lawyer called Amal Amal um, Al- Alamuddin. Yeah, Alamuddin. Yeah, well, I've mentioned her. He has been. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, so you have. Sorry, I, I completely missed that. I was too lost in this picture. Of... I've kind of thought about when I've said that. You know, talking about the fact that it's almost anal. Um, doing some wordplay. I don't know if George Clooney's into puns, so I don't want to risk alienating our audience. So, do you want to know some of the uh, some of the other people that he's, yeah, he's yeah. been married Go on to? Um, Talia Balsam, um, and he was in a relationship with Ginger Lynn Allen. Oh, Ginger Lynn Allen. Oh, um, in a relationship with British model Lisa Snowden. Oh, Lisa Snowden from uh, Son of Edward. Sarah Larson, Elizabeth Canellis, and Stacey Keebler, and then also apparently Kelly Preston, Renee Zellweger. And Krista Allen. Wow, so he gets around, doesn't he? Yeah, that, that's what you can Clooney. do with money is just marry lots of people. Apparently, that's, that's what you can do with George Clooney's face. <laughs> oh, yeah, what else can you do with George Clooney's face? Um, Use it as a frisbee. Can we? Can we ask to borrow it? <laughs> um. Anyway, have, have we called him? Okay, so we've said that he's really handsome, and then we can ask him if we can borrow his prosthetic face. Um, can okay. Let, let's yeah. say can um say. Anyway, George, can I call you George? I'm going to call you George. <laughs> so anyway, George, can I call you George? I'm going to call you George. Can we borrow your face? And then yep. don't elaborate any further. Okay, but the fact that if we're going to ask him to be on the show, then do we not want to perhaps elaborate on that and say, as in just your, just your face, like only from the neck up? And on from about well, we might, end of we, April. If we want him to be on the show, we'll need his voice box as well. So let, let, let's throw that one in. Can okay. we say, can we borrow your face and throat? No, because I, w- I want George Clooney himself to come on the show. I want George Clooney to be in his... Oh, I want to borrow his face separately. I want it on about 
When will it be? About two weeks' time on Thursday? When What, when he comes in and he's a guest? No, 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 no. Um, I just want to blow his face. Oh, okay. Just the neck upwards uh, a week Thursday would be grand. New paragraph, yeah? Can we also j- just chuck in before we okay. run that paragraph off? Can we say, we'll take good care of it and return it to you with a full tank of petrol? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, return it to you. This because is thrilling radio, a man typing on a computer. If there's, if there's anything that we know about the life of George Clooney's face, it's that it is fueled entirely through the burning of fossil fuels. He's <laughs> much like a, a, a wine or a car. He just gets better with age. Mm. I think that it's just a prosthetic and underneath he's horrific. So, I hope so. That'd be reassuring. <laughs> should we uh, should we dive in now that we've uh, we've asked we've we've explained that we like his nipples, yeah, <laughs> and we've sent him some metaphysical dolls. We've asked if we could borrow his face, um, and we've assured him we'll take good care of it. Yeah. Should, should we jump in and ask him to be on the show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel yeah. That's that's the foreplay, isn't it? Yeah. Asking to borrow his face. We've we've been working and him up and getting him excited, him and now it's time to, uh, to just just really go straight in and penetrate him with our with our question. <laughs> okay, so um, what, how do we how how do we go about asking George Clooney to be on this show? Well, we need um, we need to we need to explain we, to him what the show. Yeah, about. we have to say what is the show about. We are the best show on this. <laughs> On Phantom Radio. Because obviously he'll be aware of, of Phantom Radio. Because it obviously on it is such a big station, brand. station, Phantom Radio. Uh, yeah. We and are the best show on the hit station. Phantom Radio. And not just because we're the best. We're the only one. <laughs> not because. <laughs> and a very well regarded podcast. We are commonly referred to by as the, our mothers. <laughs> to by our mothers as the as Oprah, Win- Oprah Winfrey as good of radio as this American Life. What's this American Life? It's the most successful podcast in the world. Oh, okay. Uh, over a number of years, like is that? Do you hear that thing serial last year that literally everyone seemed to download? And was huge for about no, six weeks. I didn't hear about. Wait, cereal. was this like when iTunes like force fed everyone that U two album? No, 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 no. Oh right, okay. This is no. It was a podcast called Serious, it was like a murder mystery thing. And every week they unveiled more details about the. It was an actual case, and they unveiled oh. more details over the course of this podcast. And everyone was really into it. And I never actually listened to it. Oh, um, cool. But we're not quite as good as that. But we're almost as good as This American Life, which is a fact. Um. Right, so we've said we're the best show on Hit Station Phantom Radio and a very well-regarded podcast. We are commonly referred to by our mothers as almost as good as This American Life. Um, we would love to have you on as a guest. We'd love to have you on as a guest, okay. And we'll pay you entirely in metaphysical caricatures of the human form. Is it a meta? Well, I suppose it's more of an effigy than anything. Oh, an effigy. I don't know. Do you. Seems we're already sending him two. What if he's had his fill of metaphysical dolls? We shall build you an effigy. 
Um, comprised entirely of limbs. Can we not pay you entirely. Let's let's throw some other things in because I think he's he's a busy man, George Clooney, and he's got a lot on his plate. Um, we should pay you in metaphysical caricatures of the human form um, and effigy made entirely of the limbs of orphans. No, not entirely. Ma- not made entirely. Made, made mostly. Mostly. <laughs> limbs. You've got to think about glue and stuff. We've got to be like, okay, correct okay, here. Advertising okay. standards. All right. Um, mostly of the limbs of orphans. Stroke. Theresa May. <laughs> um, How many limbs does she have? Sandwiches. None when we're done. Because we heard you were into sandwiches. And can we throw in a quick, and... um, will, is, is it too much to suggest that we're going to sacrifice a lamb in his honour? <laughs> and we'll sacrifice In fact, let's, lamb. let's, no, 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 a lamb's too specific. Let's okay. just say we'll sacrifice livestock. Okay. And whatever he wants to make of that, there we go, it's open. On a, every week between now and your... First appearance, because he's going to be he's going to be a recurring guest. He's going to love it so much. He's going to come back. Oh yeah, and obviously yeah. he may well even become a full time member of the team. Yeah, he can replace Ben <laughs> if he turns up for one show. He's been on it more than Ben. <laughs> no, Ben's done a couple. Ben's done now. three. Yeah, no, three. Ben's done three shows. Is that what he's done? I thought he did more than that. No. I think it's because we constantly refer to him. As yeah. though he's almost yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It feels like he's here in spirit. But it means that when, like, on the rare occasion that Ben actually joins us, it, it's a really enjoyable big deal, and we, <laughs> we can make quite the fuss about it. So now that we've asked him that and we've made our proposal, sh- should we? How how do we round this off? How do how do we draw this to a close? Okay. Um, is there anything else we've enjoyed him in other than the Batman? So I think he's great enough in the air, but I genuinely think he's great enough in the air. I don't know whether I should ignore that for the purpose of comedy. But he was great enough in the air. Oh, no, because he loves flying. Because in Up in the Air, he loves flying. He plays a man who likes flying on planes. Okay. So um, I saw in Up in the Air, which is a pretty fly flick, by <laughs> the way, um, that you love being on the aeroplanes um, and like flying around. Could we could we say that you love being on the air, which is what you could be when you join our radio show? Okay, you love being on the airplanes almost as much as you love being on the air, which is what. So you why so. Why not do both? Combine okay. both. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Combine both your passions. Now we're getting somewhere. Sorry, Amal. Um, and come to Derby, England, the United Kingdom, Europe, the, the world. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go to the world. I'm not going to go to the world because otherwise we go into like the solar system and so on. I don't know where to stop. Because the universe, man, the universe. Never expanded. What, what about it? It's just big. It's very it is, big. It is pretty big. Um, it's ever expanding, apparently. Be on our really, really good radio show. Although it's more of a podcast at the moment, so I think we should probably say that. Okay, right. And then... Right. Okay. And then... So we've got that down. 
let's throw out just a, a quick little parting comment before we do our okay. What's our, our parting comment? What, what's it going to be, Jordan? A parting. How comment how do you end a letter to, to George, George Clooney? <laughs> I am actually going to send this off as well. Oh, you better. You shouldn't doubt me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think we've we've surmised everything that George likes. Yeah. Apparently, not his wife, according to you. <laughs> um, and that. Um, I, I don't have. A say thing. hi to the wife for us. And don't get in another motorcycle accident. <laughs> say hi to the wife. Don't get in another motorcycle accident. And enjoy life. Enjoy ham. Enjoy ham. Enjoy ham. Enjoy, enjoy ham. John Ham or. Do I put it with the double M? No, no, no. Just, just, just ham, ham in general. Ham. I hope that wherever George Clooney is, he's enjoying some ham. ham. Love and regards. Verbal discharge. King of the radio. So do you want me to, just so that yep. the listeners have heard, should James, I should read take us through it? the whole letter. <clears throat> Dear Mr. Clooney, first off, you were proper sick as the Batman, and so were your nipples. <laughs> I've heard about your evergreen, sickening fascination with dolls. Please find attached two metaphysical human-based miniature toy men. Anyway, we heard you were into charity. I did some charity once, drawing some inspiration from your really, really proper sick, like I mean it's really, role as the Batman, and beat a non-violent shoplifter half to death. The other half of his life was left to wallow in the shame of his defeat, like a Jamaican man with disappointingly small toes. <laughs> I think you have a pretty great jawline and a really, really handsome. Amal is a lucky girl, if you know what I mean. I want you to know, though, that we are also all really handsome, so you won't feel uncomfortable hanging around us. By the way, George, can I call you George? I'm going to call you George. Can we borrow your face? Just the neck upwards. <laughs> a week Thursday will be grand. We'll take good care of it and return it to you with a full tank of petrol. We are the best show on hit station Phantom Radio and a very well-regarded podcast. We have been commonly referred to by our mothers as almost as good as This American Life. We would love to have you as a guest and we'll pay you in metaphysical caricatures of the human form, an effigy made mostly of the limbs of orphans slash Theresa May, sandwiches because we heard you're into sandwiches and we'll sacrifice livestock in your honour every week between now and your first appearance on the show. So no pressure. I saw up in the air, which is a pretty fly flick, by the way, that you love being on aeroplanes almost as much as you love being on the air. So why not combine both your passions, sorry, Amal, <laughs> and come to Derby, England, the United Kingdom, Europe, and be on our really, really good radio show. Although it's more of a podcast at the moment. We should probably state that now. Say hi to the wife, don't get in another motorcycle accident, and enjoy ham. <laughs> love and regards. Verbal discharge. Let's send it to him. Let's send it, let's send it to George Clooney. Let's send it, post it off, and wait to see if we get any response. <laughs> I'll be amazed if we do. And if we do get any response, it will likely be a restraining order. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm quite hoping. I know it's impossible. It's not impossible. Nothing's impossible. No. I'm kind of hoping that he listens to this when it comes out tonight and just sends us a message before our letter gets there. Going, <laughs> Can't wait for the letter, boys. <laughs> No, I, I George Clooney's got a sense of humour. What if his accent, his accent, uh, his agent accidentally passes this on to him, and he goes, "I'll take that. Sounds like a pretty good gig." 
Okay. He comes and sits down. Is that George Clooney's voice? <laughs> yeah, it's George pretty Clooney's good gig. voice now. Yeah, it's a pretty good gig. Because I, George Clooney, I love being on podcasts. <laughs> Wait, is that not the George Clooney you were thinking of? Wait, thinking which of, George Clooney were you thinking of? I was thinking of Georgie Clooney up from Stumpel. Oh, the mechanic. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, I'm George Clooney. You don't know now until you've lived in inner city Scunthorpe for 12 years. <laughs> you realise, though, that if you've been operating this entire time, under the assumption that we're referring to the George Clooney that's a mechanic from Scunthorpe. <laughs> George Clooney, the mechanic from Scunthorpe, has also been in an adaptation of Batman. And so has his nipples. And he's married to George Clooney's wife. <laughs> of course he's married to George Clooney's wife. Who else's wife would we be married to? <laughs> oh, dear. Right, okay. We'll send that off. And yeah. if we do get a response, listeners, unlikely though it is, We'll 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 break that one to you. We'll we'll read that letter and that restraining order on here. Verb. Verbal discharge. I didn't think about what I was going to say. Oh, bit late now. We started. Oh, and that was an enjoyable period of time <laughs> that we were recording for. Um, I hope I hope you enjoyed that. I hope George Clooney, if you're listening, you get back in touch with us, please, George. We just we just want to borrow your face, man. Come on. <laughs> Do you think he will he lend doesn't. us his face? No, I, I think he might come on the show, but I don't think he's going to lend us his face, to be honest. He's, he has won through life with that face. And I see, the other thing is, like, if you think, so maybe he's filming Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday's in the dry, dry cleaners, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, he's at home. Right. When's, when's he got time to send it on to us? He's got, mm. a, got a packed schedule, that, that Clooney. Yeah. The, Good old George. The Cloon man, as I can refer to him, because we're on those terms. <laughs> I'm the still still with George. Man. I've got him on speed dial. <laughs> uh, speaking of things you could have on speed dial uh, you can't quite have us on speed dial but you can have us on everything else such as Facebook where you can find us uh, facebook.com forward slash verbal discharge Twitter at verb radio or on our blog which is verbal discharge all one word is it? yeah all one word <laughs> <laughs> verbal discharge all one word dot co dot uk yeah where things will go up including this and we'll put some other bits I think we'll put the full George Clooney letter up online yeah for yeah, you to yeah. read and loads of other things. We put things up regularly. So if you like us, you follow us, you do all those things. Next week, we'll be back, I'd presume. Probably. We'll be back most next likely. week. Let, let's hope for the best, yeah. yeah. I, I hope we're back next week. Providing George Clooney doesn't take our faces, we should be back. Providing George Clooney doesn't receive this letter and we're enter, we enter into just a horrible, horribly drawn-out legal battle with him. Maybe <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe that's how he's so handsome. He's just gone around the world taking little bits from all the most handsome people's oh, faces. Oh, he's like acrylatane. Yeah. Do, do you yeah. think in sort of George Clooney's attic he's got a really dishevelled-looking painting of himself? <laughs> if he ever looks at it, he'll die. But the thing is that George Clooney's got better looking with age. So mm. clearly he's not, it's not that he's not aging. He's aged he's like just... a fine wine. Yeah. Dude, he's doing it so well. Have you ever seen him with it with it when he's grown out a bit of a beard? Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's, it's got a very nice kind of salt and pepper coloration to it. So good. Do you think so he, he's going to have like one of those movie deaths when they've been like immortal for a while and someone steals their immortal immortality from them and suddenly <laughs> they just crumble to ash? There's there's no decrepit stage. He just yeah. kind of goes from being George Clooney Although, to chimney. He'll ash. just dissipate yeah. into dust. <laughs> Look at Robert Redford. Like he's he's 85 now and he's hanging on. Like he still looks <laughs> he looks like sort of like a 60-year-old who's hanging on to his looks desperately but managing it. 
and he's 85. Have you mm. seen Christopher Lloyd these days? Yeah. No, not, he still looks... He looks like Christopher Lloyd yeah, in his 30s. he looks just like Christopher... Christopher Lloyd's one of those actors who hit 30 and then never aged another day. Sigourney Weaver as well. Sigourney Weaver's aged very, very well. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to, uh, On the topic of people who haven't aged well, are you aware of Chris Christopherson, the country musician? Yes. Mm. Have you seen him now? Yeah. His face is a testament to what <laughs> will happen if you spend your entire life sniffing glue. And it turns out all of your face <laughs> will crumble. It's as if it, like, his nose has shriveled and it's become like a black hole in the centre of his face. I'd have thought he'd hold it together pretty nicely, glue. Apparently not. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fine. fine. So on that, on, note, on that note, on that note, on kids, that note. don't go sniffing glue. And George Clooney, we love you. James, final word of the show. Abomination. That's not a fitting way to end the tribute to George no, Clooney. No, it wasn't. It the, no, that's not the final word now. You spoke. I can do another one. Fine. Go. Um, emancipation.